Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. DailyRoto.com. I think it's a good time to uh, remind you if you want to go to a 2018 World Series game, tune into the Fantasy Sports Radio Network between July 8th and July 17th as we will be playing the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend the Fall Classic in person. The number to play, 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-FNTSY. Contest is sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in a fight against blood cancer for many patients. A bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. Well, 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family. 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause. Go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS at dailyroto.com slash DKMS at DKMS Trivia Challenge, July 8th through July 17th. And they get a chance to uh, go to the World Series, which would be uh, pretty freaking cool. Be amazing. I've been to a lot of sporting events actually in my life. I've never been to a World Series game. Yep, it's yeah, yeah exactly. That you've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. I've been to a Super Bowl. I've been to Super Bowls. NBA championship game. No. 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 I've never been to the NBA Finals. I've been to NBA playoff games. I've been to the Stanley Cup Finals. I was times. there. I was Masters. there. I was there when the Canadians won the cup. So I've been in the building for a Stanley Cup. I, we were at the we saw the national championship football game before. Yes, we did. Oklahoma and the Florida Gators at the Orange Bowl. Bradford and Tebow. Um, so I've seen a college and NCAA title game, Stanley Cup final games, Super Bowls. I've seen a divisional series game, baseball playoff, but not World Series. We've seen bowl games. We've seen bowl games. Bowl games. The International uh, Bowl a few times. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I've been to kickoff classic bowl games. Yep. I've seen a lot of college football games. Lots of NFL games. I haven't been to a lot of college basketball. How many have you gone to? A handful. I've been, yeah, I've been to four. Four or five. Like, I've been to a lot of college football, like, living in uh, in Vegas. No, no, like, college basketball, no. I'd say I've been to about ten games. I've been to about ten games in Vegas. I live, yeah. I live in Vegas. You saw UNLV a few times. Yeah, I saw yeah. UNLV. You know, now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I saw Air Force. I saw Colorado State. One year I, I went saw to, BYU. Went to Syracuse you know I mean? twice in one year. Gabe saw Georgetown and Louisville. Yeah, but I've never been to a World Series game, so maybe I'm going to have to enter this contest. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I'm going to have to enter the contest. I like to go to a Rose Bowl. Yeah, 
It's, one, oh, it's yeah, on well, my you, bucket list. But Michigan's got to be in it. Like, if Michigan plays in a Rose Bowl this but, year, one of these years, that's the one thing I'll go for sure. Well, it's, remember the, the, when they played uh, Ryan Leaf and Washington State? It was Michigan. That was Michigan in the Rose Bowl, was it not? Yeah, I was 19 years old. Yeah. And um, ironically enough, I had... Uh, I was living in L.A. at the time, but I wasn't there during the game. You were oh, you, away, but uh, you would have gone if you were there, probably. I had weird luck like that with Michigan in L.A. I lived in L.A. for years, too. Michigan played against UCLA once, and uh, I left like three days before. I didn't have a choice. And um, Michigan played Loyola Marymount when they lost. Remember when Hank Gathers yeah, died? Yeah. Same, same thing. I don't know what it was. It was like I was destined not to see Michigan in L.A. <laughs> like, it was for some reason. Basketball, Every, and, and, Michigan, basketball and football. And it's strange, too, because you figure, well, Michigan and L.A. Michigan actually turn up in L.A. every couple of years. They do. You know, I think even this year they popped up in the NCAA tournament yep. type thing. You know, like Michigan. No, no, they were in New York. But Michigan pop up in, in L.A. quite often. So let's get into the, uh, the DFS. Major League Baseball, and in fact, Cam's got a couple of golf lineups uh, for us as well, so we've yeah. got a lot of stuff to get to. Yeah, before we get into the baseball game, there's two uh, big tar- The Quicken Loans National, that's the event on the PGA Tour where a couple of the big stars, but it's the Open to France as well. So guys yeah. like Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, and a lot of the big dogs are uh, out in oh, France Oh, it's a big, playing. nice yeah. field. You get the, I think the European field's nicer than the American that's Quicken why Loans I, field. That's why I did a, I did a DFS for uh, the French Open uh, in, of golf, and, you and know, I did the course, Quicken Loans. The course that they're playing at in Paris. Uh, it's absolutely the, stunning. The Club de National. Beautiful. Beautiful course, link-style golf course. It's actually going to be the site of the Ryder Cup in uh, in a couple of months. Nice. So, so uh, there's, it's an interesting thing. So a lot of players who are trying to impress the captain. Who is it? It's uh, Bjorn? Yeah, Thomas Bjorn. Yeah, trying try to impress Bjorn. You got, you know, this it's a great test here, Cam. You can show, I can play on this course, and it's interesting that uh, Justin Thomas is over there. That is, yeah. And, that, and why is he there? He is there because of this. He's there in preparation yep. for the for the British Open. Justin Thomas, Cam, he's planning on staying there. Great point. He's going to play France. He's playing the Irish Open yep. next week, the Scottish Open, and then into the big one, the British Open. And he talked about and. I'm getting that. I'm I'm getting used to Europe, yep. getting used to the links, and I'm gonna get a look and a feel for the course for the Ryder Cup. Absolutely brilliant. And I'll tell you another thing. Know who used to do that? Phil Mickelson. Phil, Phil Mickelson used to go over play. They play the Scottish Open at Castle yeah, Stewart. I remember that. Yeah, remember yeah. at Castle Stewart. He won that before. Spelled differently yeah. than my name. Uh, and they. But they, Thomas they won is that. raising it up no, a notch. That's He's what I'm going saying. for like a month. I agree. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, Thomas. One of the the thing is, pound for pound, nobody hits the ball better on tour. So for him to get the touch around the links and another great point john rom another guy that's played on here he's going over to the european event so a couple of the young guys are taking this thing seriously for europe and for the united states which i really like it's a great move i'm surprised more other guys don't play go go to france scotland then the open championship that's how you get it done in three different tournaments a lot of these american guys go they're thinking like fowler and tiger woods these guys need wins they're thinking about they're thinking about money more they're thinking about money yeah the french the french won Exactly. Fowler and these guys, Ricky Ricky needs a damn win. He sees an opportunity yeah. with a light field. He's happy that he's, Fleetwood and everyone else is, is yeah, not there. Raw, the, Raw, where's Rom? Oh, yeah. Thomas isn't here either. Look at this. So Ricky Fowler. It's me and Tiger. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so that's what you're saying, Gabe. Like, when, I, when I'm looking at this stuff, you don't see a field in a PGA event. Ricky Fowler is the favorite at plus 650. It's like a NASCAR line. Then you got Tiger Woods at twelve to one. Everybody loves. We'll just start off with a golf now. Yeah, but everyone, okay. everyone loves Ricky Fowler this week. Not, I, you, I'm not I, taking him. 
You know, the guy hasn't won in what, man? Two years? Yep. Two, and, um, and at that price? You're going to lay a guy that hasn't sure. won in two years at plus 650 not, just because of the shortened field? Come on. Not this cowboy. And I'll tell you something else about this course. This is played at the, the TPC Potomac. Okay, Gabe? This is the opposite to actually another good point that you bring up about Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is a bomber. This is not a bomber's tournament. So he knew he wouldn't this, do well this, here, this, too. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is a guy. you got to hit fairways and greens. Look how short it is. You see a PGA par 70, only 7,100 yards. Plus Cam, let's be real. Small too. ball hitters. France is pretty nice, right? So I wouldn't mind going to the Open exactly. to France. Like when these guys, you look at that. I was looking at the pictures of the course last yeah. night. Uh, magnifique. Yeah, I was like, and if you're a golfer, I mean, these guys got money, man. It's going to be some nice wine, good food over there, hang out. Next week, it's the Irish Open, which is big for yep. Rory. A lot of Irish guys on the tour. And the Scottish and Open. the Scottish Open is the final tune-up for the British Open. And so it's right now, basically, that's where all the cool kids are now in Europe. Right I agree. Now for the summer. It's like European summer vacation yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like, all, all the, the yeah. Americans are trying to make, like, guys yeah, like yeah. Jamie Lovemark. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and like, uh, it's actually funny. Like Lingmurth. Yeah, they, you, Take me to your leader, You're trying to get a wing Lingmurth, right? <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't matter where he has to go. <laughs> so awesome. If I got to go to Cleveland to get it, I don't give a shit. You I'm going to get this. I got right? Lingmurth like, in my six-pack. And actually, Gabe, there was an article that says Lingmurth, he won here before on the Web.com tour in 2012. They go, they're going to call it Lingmurth Lane if he wins again. <laughs> he plays really well at this course for some reason. It's crazy. All right, so Ricky Fowler is the most expensive <laughs> yeah. player on uh, DraftKings at $11,700. Sure Leishman's the second uh, most expensive choice at eleven two. Tiger Woods, 11000 Tiger Woods, the second betting favorite, which is insane. 12 to 1. Is this the weakest? You know, this is actually the type of tournament. Our boy Craig yep. Martin's probably tuning in. This is it. And you're a big Tiger guy, and you think, I never said Tiger will never win again. I didn't say Tiger sucks. I'm saying I don't think Tiger's going to win a major. But Maybe the Open Championship. I always get the feeling that I don't think he does. I think next year he wins one of these tournaments like this. But this is one of the tournaments that he could win in a shortened field in a place that he's played well at in the past. Yeah, and another thing, you see, but before he'd be probably the seventh or eighth choice on the board with Thomas and Rom and Fleetwood and others, Sergio, all these other guys going there. You're getting Tiger Woods at 12 to one, the second favorite, but it's actually funny. A couple other Europeans are playing there. Gabe, uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to start my, uh, if well, I was going to start my, yes, I was going to, uh, from, 10, from betting purposes, I love Molinari at 16. I'll take him in matchup bets. He has the perfect, perfect game for this course. Fairways and greens and putter. Also, Gabe, hot in Europe. He won a couple times. Like, the guy's been on fire, Molinari. A win, a second, but I couldn't afford him in my European team because I took John Rom. But I'm going to tell you from a betting perspective, out of all the chalk, I'd rather have Molinari at 16 than Woods at 12. Molinari, $10,600. Defending champion, Kyle Stanley. Love Kyle Stanley. Uh, Three top 15s in his last five events. Morenci, he is the defending champion at TPC Potomac. Loves the track. I wish we could get him. uh, He's expensive for a reason from the betting board. He's 22 to 1, and uh, I do like him a lot. A lot. Jimmy Dynamite. Walker, playing a little bit better after the Lyme disease. Uh, I don't know. $9,600. In this field, Jimmy Walker could be a threat. He could be a threat, but I'm not put. I'm not putting him in my team. I can't. I'm going to tell you something, guys, from a DraftKings perspective, Marenzi. Building this team is not easy, because Fowler eleven thousand seven hundred, Leishman eleven thousand two hundred, Tiger. 
these guys that you're going to get, like this mid-tier guys you used to get for cheap, are now eight thousand something dollars. Yeah. It's a very, very tough, tough event this week. I've a guy I like Bob. actually is exactly ten thousand dollars. I think he's a legitimate contender to win this tournament. I think he's going to he's going to be right in the mix on Sunday. JB Holmes. Yeah, JB Holmes playing good golf. Ten thousand dollars on uh, DraftKings, and for betting purposes, I like JB Holmes. JB Holmes is take a look at this. Oh my God. T2 last week at the Travelers Championship, third at the FedEx St. Jude Classic, 13th at Memorial, T42 is his worst event. So, Gabe, two top threes in a T13 in his last event, averaging 61.8 fantasy points a tournament, that's damn good golf, man. And you know about J.B. Holmes? The fact that he's playing there because he's a big ball hitter tells me that he's got his driver working right now because he's, he's, he's not afraid of this in the last two tournaments. Yeah. He's, he's right he's there. Second and great. third. Second and third. Yeah, he's my guy. I like that pick a lot. I really like that pick. I think he can win. I was actually looking at Bo Hostler in the thirty to one range. I'm betting him at thirty to one. I mean, Bo's just playing such good golf uh, right now. Hard, hard not to. I actually, I'm taking a look at CT Pan for from a D, uh, DFS perspective. Um, but let's just go through a couple more prices, and we'll get to Cam's uh, sure. teams here. No problem, buddy. Um, so uh, we've got uh, JB Holmes, ten thousand dollars. We talked about Jimmy Walker at nine six. Kevin Na is a nine thousand four hundred. Afra Barnrat nine two. I, I like Afra Barnrat, but like you said, he's getting pr- pricey now because of yeah, the field here. Exactly. Afra Barnrat used to be a seven thousand six hundred type of player, not ninety two hundred. So I don't see the value with him anymore, even though he's made eighteen of twenty cuts. Neiman is nine thousand. Howell is uh, eighty nine hundred. Yeah, Charles Howell, uh, heartbreak loser in this tournament the other year. He could have won the event. Um, I actually like Charles Howell a lot, Gabe. He's in my lineup. Uh, I think he's really close. I wish he wasn't $8,900, but the guy's playing really good golf, too. All right, so why don't you uh, why don't you give us your lineups? Okay, buddy. Well, my PGA lineup right now from the Quicken Loans, I'm going to start thing off with Kyle Stanley at $10,200. Maranci, three top tens in the last five events. Defending champion at TPC Potomac. He's been really solid. This guy's been racking up the money. And I'll tell you, Kyle Stanley, he's one of those guys that will absolutely be a perfect fit for this course. A great ball strikers course and a guy that keeps it in play. Next, we're going to go with Charles Howell at $8,900. I like the fact 18 of 20 cuts made. Three top 10s is good, too. Hey, a T9 at the Byron Nelson. Almost won the event last year here when Kyle Stanley won. So $8,900, Charles Howell. Take me to your leader, David Lingmert. I told you about how well he plays at this course. Also, one here in 2012 in the Web.com Tour. I like his price at $8,200. Watch out for Lingmert at 50 to 1. He was 66, so a couple people are betting on him. An underrated pick, Anabarn Lahiri, $7,800. He finished ninth last week, 14 of 18 cuts made, three top tens. He's $7,800, Gabe. Now I have to dig deep with Matt Jones, Matty Jones at $7,600. Two top 20s or better in his last four events. He's playing better. He's trending upwards at Matt Jones. Now we're starting to see the real Matt Jones. He's a really good player on tour. He was really struggling early. Now he's playing well and only got $7,200 left. So I'm going with Richie Wierenski. Take a look at this guy. <laughs> T4 at the FedEx St. Jude, 26 last week. It's kind of like got a NASCAR name. Hey, who do you like? Richie Wierenski. I like him from a betting perspective as well. So I'm going to go with Stanley, Howell, Lingmerth, Lahiri, Jones, and Wierenski. Marenzi, start me off with J.B. Holmes and fill in the rest, brother. I do like uh, J.B. Holmes. You know, it's a tough lineup to put together this weekend. Sure is, sure is. It's a very tough who are, lineup. Who are the value guys? Who are the, who are the good cheap players uh, this week? Good cheap players this week, I would go with. like uh, I said, you're really getting down low. Normally, you get a pretty good guy. 
Like okay. that's why I like CT Pan. CT Pan. How much is CT Pan? He's what seventy three hundred. That's a good price for in this tournament. That's yeah. pretty good because I see a lot of scrubs at the same price. So do tag. I. I see a, a good price tag if you want to go. Guys like Kevin. Uh, actually, Kevin Struman's eighty seven. So we're going to start with Jamie Lovemark at eighty three hundred dollars. I think is a really good price. If we're going to dig a little bit deeper, Siwoo Kim uh, starting to play a little bit better. Seventy six hundred dollars. He's some guy you can look at there. Trey Mullinex has been close to winning this week. He's only seventy four hundred dollars. I like where you're going with Kim. Siwoo Kim is actually starting to. Tra- he's, Trey turn, Mul- he's turning it around a little. Bit. Trey Mullinex is a good pick at seventy four hundred dollars. Ollie Snyder Jans at seventy four. Those are guys I look at. I, you talk about C. T. Pan, he's $7,300. And if you're going to go, Gabe, you know what I like? To eat a big hoagie sandwich. Tom Hoagie, $7,200 if you're uh, digging deep. And I'm going to find a guy for under $7,000 for you, too. Jason Kokrak, $6,900. I was looking at Kokrak. Watch out for him this week. I'll lay down my lineup on the other side. Cam's got uh, Open de France. We got Major League Baseball DFS as well. Lineup Block Live. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. For my friend Gabe Brunzi. Woo! Tom Hoagie. He's real cheap. And a sandwich. It's hard. Tough, tough tournament, Gabe, when you're getting scrubs at very, very expensive prices. It is. Expensive. Sounds expensive. I'm, I'm having a difficult time here, but. Uh, I'll give you my other. Uh, I've got one, and oh. you know what? It's pretty crazy. Yep. Because I don't pretend to be any sort of golf DFS expert. We've been here, doing but great. Golf's been great. Yeah, the last. Um, the last five weeks, like, I've doubled and tripled money. Last week, 455 points. I dropped, like, 515 points a couple of weeks ago. So uh, we'll look to keep it uh, rolling with my pretty much um, drunken Brit uh, dart tosses. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, C.T. Pan at $7,300. Kevin Streelman, $8,700. I like that pick. Bo Hostler, $9,300. Siwoo Kim. $7,600, Charles Howell, $8,900, and Lingmurth, eighty-two. I love your team. That's a pretty complete team right there. If that's a drunken Brit, the drunk Brit dart special or whatever, uh, I, 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 I tell I, you, there's a lot of quality I, in that I, team. I put a couple hours in as a research yeah. in the tournament, so I'm not just you know, exactly. So you know stuff, what's but, going on here. 
you know, it's a pretty solid team there. But I don't have the guy I'm looking at here because I was talking you about Holmes. Holmes, but he's expensive. Think, yeah, but the thing is, exactly thinking Holmes a good value pick at twenty eight to one to bet on is completely different than jamming my lineup up for him. Look, if you look at my lineup here, Cam, I've got all guys that legitimately could be like yep. top. You know, maybe not Pan, but you know, Lingmurth, How, Kim. Hostler, Streelman, all capable of top 10 type uh, finishes. And I would actually say C.T. Pan, yes, because when C.T. Pan's playing well, he is a top 10, top 20 guy for sure. To so. me, this is a good uh, cash uh, lineup here. I agree. Because other guys are going to go with the bigger names and stuff, so I'll play this, and, you know, some people will take Tiger and Ricky and stuff like yeah, that. That's but. why I went with Stanley Howell, Lingmurth, Lahiri, Jones, and Wierenski. Like, the thing is, I can't afford guys like Ricky Fowler. Tiger Woods costs too much. I like Francisco Molinari, but his yeah, price is yeah. too high on DraftKings. Yeah. All right. So what what about the uh, the European lineup? The Open de France. Gabe, I'm going to tell you this one's going to be fun and uh, the Club de National. Oh yeah, it's, you're going to love it. And you know what? I'm playing I'm playing this lineup, and I want you to be a part of my team. I really thought about this one today, and I really like a lot of guys in the lineup. My big stud is John Rom. It, it's tough. You can go, you know, with the Fleetwood's a real top notch player. You can go with Justin Thomas, who's probably going to play well. But I'm going to go with John Rom. John Rahm is a Spaniard. He won the Open to Spania, his, uh, his home tournament, national champion there. And if you look at two of his last four events, first and fifth, two wins on the season. And when you talk about DraftKings points, 87.6 he averages per tournament. Some guys like 50. Like He just crushes it with birdies and eagles. That's the type of guy that you need, 11,300. 11, Gabe, I told you about this guy a couple weeks ago, Lucas Beregard. It's been unbelievable. I don't understand. Are people not watching the European tour? He's $8,500. His last events, fifth, third, fifth in three of his last four. It's unbelievable. You talk about Thomas Bjorn being around. Hello. You want to be uh, impressed the guy? Uh, $8,500 for, for the Dane? Sign me up with uh, Lucas Beregard. Then we're going to go to one another underrated player, Miko Korhonen. He's from Finland. Watch out for this guy. He actually won the shot clock tournament. Second last week, T15, underrated. He's $8,000. Now we're going to go to, I have to save some money with Rom, Beregard, and Corona. We're going with Paul Dunn, the Irishman. T7 in the Volvo China Open. 14 of 18 cuts, five top tens. He's only $7,800 because these guys like uh, Fleetwood are going over there, so I'm getting a little bit of line value. Got to go with a Frenchman, Alex Leve, 7,400. French guy, French tournament, not in the best form right now, but I expect big things. 14 of 16 cuts, and he's also had five top tens earlier on in the year. Maybe he can catch some lightning in a bottle. And Maximilian Kiefer is dirt cheap, the German, at $6,900. Gabe, he was T12 last week, so we're going to go with Rom, Beregard, Kornhonen. Well, hopefully this German's Dun- better than the German yeah, yeah. we just saw today. No, I, I, now I know why he's dirt cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I <laughs> You're right. I trust Max Kiefer more than I trust the German yeah, can soccer Max team. Max Kiefer kick a ball? Yeah, hey, Kiefer, you're, put him in, coach. Rom, Beregard, Corhonen, Dunn, Leve, and Kiefer is my PGA Open de France six-pack of da- DraftKings team. I like it. Yeah, it's a, actually, I like it a lot, too. It's I'm, I'm playing this. I'm going to enter a couple lineups, Marenzi. I think golf's going to be our thing this week because a lot of guys are going to go for Ricky and, uh, and Tiger, and I think we can make some money by avoiding them if our guys show up. All right, let's talk some Major League uh, Baseball. Sure. Major League Baseball uh, DFS. Major League Baseball. You happy with your lineup? I'm uh, With my baseball lineup, I'm going to be honest with you, No. Uh, I usually I've done okay the last couple nights I've had some good guys I really had a problem with a couple positions filling in because Gabe 
I actually paid for pitching tonight, uh, and I don't do it very often, but I really like what I saw for uh, the prices of Madison Bumgarner and uh, your boy Alex Wood. Well, last night, so, let's just let, take a quick look back. Um, last night, our baseball team, we put up 125 points. Pretty impressive. Not, yep. yeah, not great, but it was solid. You know, it's, it's, that's a solid. Uh, you, know, you, can, you won't lose every head-to-head with 125. Both me and Cam both had David Price. That was a nice yep. call, 25.3 DK points. The steal of the night last night, and I'm telling you guys, if you tune into the show, I'm not Drew Dinkmeyer, and uh, we're not, uh, you know, we're not algorithm baseball stat number geeks and stuff like that. But we have done extremely. I am a degenerate baseball better, and I True. did host the Expos post game. Good so point. I, it's not like I'm new to baseball, I but our pitchers have been good. Great call with the Milwaukee yeah, pitcher. But uh, yeah, my pitching has just been absolutely uh, awesome. Um, we've been killing it all year by finding these pitchers. Last night was Peralta. 38 DK points for like 7,200 bucks. Uh, we identified Peralta. So we look to uh, identify some guys uh, this evening uh, in similar fashion. I don't think we're going to put up the same type of numbers uh, here. Uh, but I see a couple of guys that I think uh, provide value. And let's start off with Kyle Gibson here. He's lost two of his last three starts, uh, but uh, he's only given up two runs in each of those losses. All right. Um, and one of them was against the Boston Red Sox. Nothing wrong with that. He's 6-2 with a 2-4-2 earned run average and 11 career starts versus the White Sox, including this year he racked up like, you know, 39 uh, fantasy points. Uh, 23.3% strikeout rate. Right-handers are only hitting 199 against them. Left-handers, 220. Hard contact rate a little bit up there at 40.4 and 36.5 respectively. But I think Gibson's in a nice spot here uh, this evening. This next one, I got to be honest. I thought it was a good idea when I did it, and uh, now I don't think it's a good idea. You have buyer's remorse? Yeah, so whatever. I wouldn't really recommend people follow me on this one. But he does have 15 strikeouts in his last 13 innings. I like that. That's very important. And uh, I'm talking about uh, Zach Wheeler. The Wheeler dealer? Actually, yeah. I have no problem with that pick. I had Steven Matz the well, other listen, night. Pittsburgh and he can't fine. hit, That's right? The but pick. the Mets can't feel. Buddy, but... buddy, I had Matz. He's not even a strikeout pitcher. Pittsburgh was swinging at everything. Just Wheeler's gotta... so freaking cheap. I know he's cheap. I'm telling you, those Mets pitchers, it, they're good. They, you get value for the price. I had Steven Matz. Guy gives up a couple runs. Boom, he's striking out, guys. Plus, like, he got a tons of DK points for the price. I'm telling you, Wheeler is actually a good pick tonight. I trust Wheeler. Well, the thing is with Wheeler, look, he had 17 DK points in his last start. 22.5, the one before that. The one before that was ugly, minus 2.5. Uh, yeah. 22.2. Um, so we've seen the production is there. The potential is there. All right, uh, with Wheeler. Hopefully these jackasses can field a ground ball or make a play if they have to. Uh, catcher, catcher's usually a tough spot, but I'm going to go with uh, Mike Zanino tonight uh, against um, against Cobb. Alex Cobb on the hill this evening. I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to bet on Seattle to win. I also like Zanino. He's 4 for 8 with a home run and 7 RBIs in his career against uh, Cobb. All right, uh, Mike Fires is on the hill tonight, uh, Ken. Oh, he's one of my... Uh, oh, his he, Fires, Fires is, like, is yeah. like... Yeah, you talk about the name, Mike Fires. It's gas. Yeah. It's flammable. It's. Uh, yeah. I've seen Mike Fires live a few times. And the things. Oakland Athletics, Woo. these guys just rake the ball on the road. Last night, make it 27 straight uh, games in a row. They've hit a home run on the road. Uh, you know, ton of runs. Big comeback last night for the A's. I think the A's win the game tonight, but... We talk about fires, man. He, he only went five innings against Cleveland. He gave up four runs on four hits, a couple of home runs. You know how many home runs fires given up this year, guys? 16. Yep. He's given up 16 home runs. He's allowed uh, four runs in his last uh, 
uh, three starts at uh, Camara Camarica Park. Four home runs his last three starts. So, you know, they, there's no reason why. Uh, and of course, now watch it won't be a single home run hit. <laughs> but I'm going to play Matt Olson uh, this evening. As we mentioned, the Athletics, Athletics, 27 straight road games uh, with a home run. I'm going to take Kettle Marte tonight. A nice spot against Chen, reasonably priced. A player that uh, we've been taking religiously. And, you know, when we bought in real low, the price go- keeps going up on him. But, man, does he just keep delivering. And I'm talking about Matt Carpenter and the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, he is on fire. Yeah, last night was just ridiculous, though. He had, you know, five, five, five hits. Yep. He's now eight for nine in the series with six runs scored, two home runs, two doubles, and three RBIs. Just in this series alone, He's raised his batting average from 237 to 259. And if you remember, we, we were taking him. We were taking him when he was hitting like a buck 80 and stuff like that. I had confidence that Carpenter's going to turn around. Man, he's all the way up to $4,700 right now. We used now. to get him so cheap in the mid, like 3500 3000 As recently as nine games ago, he was 3800 yep. So it's, it's up by $900 right now. He put up 47 DK points. Basically, if you had Matt Carpenter in your lineup last night, you probably want some money. Uh, we're going to go with Didi Gregorius uh, in this spot. Computers like him. I didn't really love him, uh, but the computers did, and I trust the computers. Um, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, this guy is a freaking streaky hitter, man. Right, sure now, he's, right now he's hot. He's 10 for 17, four extra base hits, three doubles and a home run, and four RBI in his last four baseball games. So we're going to go with Giancarlo here tonight. Uh, we're going to swing some big bats in the outfield tonight. I talked about Mike Fryers. Uh, Fires guys giving up 16 home runs uh, on the um, on the season, and I think the, I think the long ball is going to fly. We talked about it too. The Detroit Tigers just fired their pitching coach for an insensitive comment, which leads me to believe something racial was said to something. You're saying the fires might be out there to. Well, the, already, the flames. It might help them. I mean, the fire sucks. So it wasn't like the pitching coach was helping them. But I'm just stating, like, Cam, from a betting standpoint, we'll get to this after when we finish the DFS, but the Tigers' clubhouse probably isn't a good place right now. I've covered Major League Baseball teams. Whenever stuff happens, like, they talk about it, right? They just lost their pitching coach. People are going to walk in. Where's the pitching coach? He oh, got, oh, he, he said got, this an hour ago, and he got fired. What? He said what? And it's just sort of, it turns, it's a distraction. And when start, people start to bitch, it's a bad atmosphere. Yeah, and, and it could, fire. you know, who knows? I don't know what happened, but I don't, I'm not going to speculate. But basically, maybe some people didn't think he should have been fired. And then it turns into some people are pissed, some people are hot, you know? It just, it's, I don't think it's a good spot. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm going to bet against the Tigers just because of that. But uh, fires is a gas can. So give me Chris Davis. And uh, finally, in closing, I liked Will Myers last night. He put up 12 uh, uh, DK points. You know, in the game, they only put up, what, like five runs, a low-scoring game. But we'll go back to the well here. Uh, you know, Villain Wave, I think a lot of these guys on the Padres bats are actually alive tonight. I, Will, so do I, buddy. I have a few of them in my lineup. Will, Will Myers, 40 cents, pricey, but he's getting healthy, and he's a pretty damn good professional hitter. So my lineup is Gibson, Wheeler, Zanino, Olsen, Marte, Matt Carpenter, D.D. Gregorius, Giancarlo Stanton, Chris Davis, Will Myers. I like it, Marenzi. 
I got a couple of guys that are interesting in my lineup too. And for people, I didn't. If you're looking for a pitcher that me and Gabe didn't give on both of our lines, watch out for Shane Bieber of Cleveland. Have you seen his uh, yeah, numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 8400. I, I was just going over his numbers, and I'm like, going, wow. I kind of want to put him in instead of Wood. But here's my lineup right now, Gabe. I'm going with Madison Bumgarner. I love the last start. Also, 212 pitches in his last two. So that arm is getting strong again. We got the 8Ks. He's expensive at 11200 But Colorado on the road, I feel very confident in Madison Bumgarner tonight. We're going with Alex Wood of the Dodgers. Two earned runs or less in three straight games, 15Ks there. I'd like a few more strikeouts, but I like Alex Wood, and I think the Dodgers are going to beat the Cubs again. He's $8,200. Now we're going to go with John Ryan Murphy, catcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, up against Chen in Miami. It's a great situation, and he's also a cheap pet catcher. Hitting in the cleanup spot, I mind you, for Arizona at $3,500. He's my sleeper pick tonight. I had Greg Bird in. He got scratched. Eric Hosmer of the Padres, you're in at first base, $3,800. Morency, I like that situation. Brian Dozier, uh-oh. Hey, James Shields, I see a hole in the condom. Dozier's hitting 310, 13 hits. Four home runs, 11 RBI, and only 42 at-bats, plus seven walks. He owns you. He's $3,800 for Minnesota against the White Sox. I also like Candelario of Detroit. He's a guy I think we should have put in our lineup a few more times. He's still cheap, and he had a great night the other night. 14 points, two runs, two hits. He's starting to heat up for the Tigers, $3,900. We're going to go with... Brendan Crawford of San Francisco. He's the only guy I found at shortstop at $3,800. I like him. We got Bumgarner as the pitcher. Now, Gabe, two out of three guys are Padres. Hunter Renfro is my outfielder right now. Solid 16, 17 DK points. This guy's been very good. Seven hits in his last four games. Also going up against weak pitching in Texas tonight. I think the Padres' bats are going to be very, very, very strong. Aaron Hicks of the New York Yankees. We're going back to him. He's always been good to me with home run potential. 21 points in the last game, a home run and two RBIs. And Manuel Margot, not Merlot, it's Margot, <laughs> had two home runs in his last three games. I get used to Merlot after no, this day. I'm with you, pal. Hey, two home runs in his last three, four RBIs, two base on balls, six hits, Manuel Margot. So we have Renfro and Margot in the outfield. So to recap my team, I have Madison Bumgarner as my pitcher. Alex Wood, John Ryan Murphy, Eric Hosmer, Brian Dozier, Heimer Candelario, Brandon Crawford, Hunter Renfro, Aaron Hicks, and not Merlot, Manuel Margot. Gabe, that is the team with the, if you've got three Padres in my lineup tonight against Texas. So we will see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting baseball board. I'm with you. I think the Oakland A's from a betting perspective are well worth a look at minus 130 against fires tire fires well i'm just hoping that it's sort of like getting struck by lightning that maybe you know somehow i could just win one of these baseball tournaments <laughs> that would be great yeah in all honesty though cfl will hit cfl tomorrow yeah put a team together nice. and uh, it's been a couple of it's been two weeks and both weeks we've uh, well week one we doubled uh, we doubled money in the canadian football league in a big tournament last week we were freaking slaughtering it except it's pretty tough to win when your quarterback gets hurt I was actually in first place, like uh, in, late in the second quarter, too. So it wasn't, and it was one of the showdowns. So there wasn't really a lot of room for people to yeah. catch me. I was looking at other people. All right, and who, what do people have? And it was my strategy. I had the both defenses. Two pick sixes in that game early really helped. Oh, I was right in both. I know, I was watching it. Too so I got off to this head start because of that. And then other people, it was hard for them to catch me because I had both quarterbacks. So I was sort of involved in the offense. But Caleros got hurt. hurt. It screwed me. And then uh, I had Naaman Roosevelt. 
he got hurt. Unbelievable. Yeah, I lost two of my five guys. <laughs> Brutal. I went from making $760 to making $0. That's why you got to play at mybookie.ag. You'll never get screwed sports betting. Game Time Decisions continues. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Block Live, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Gabriel Marenzi along uh, Cam Stewart. Thanks to Gamblu. Yep. Mark Lawrence for joining us. Interesting. A uh, Mexican beer company just uh, sent, I don't know, man, like 100 cases or something. Stacks. They just delivered like a truckload of beer to the uh, South Korean embassy. Yep. In uh, in Washington D.C. as a as a thank you uh, for Mexico advancing. Mexico advanced thanks to uh, to South Korea today. Gotta, and uh, got to be honest, with you, the Mexican beer it's not like really like top notch when you're talking about uh, global beers. South Korea probably has a few breweries that are just as good, wouldn't you think? Yeah, but it's free. Yeah, it is free, and they did uh, do nah, them a real big favor. I, I would trust. Uh, I would trust. I'll drink Mexican beer over to South Korea, South Korean beer. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I've I've had a couple. South of Koreans. Drink, they bad, don't. They bad, don't. Bad drink. at Takatis. They don't drink that much. Um, yeah, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind Corona. I don't mind Modelo. I like Modelo. Modelo's good. I don't mind Mexican beer. No. Modelo, yes. So uh, as I was saying, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mexican beer company. Uh, delivered like stacks of beer to the South Korean embassy, and if you're if you're Korean, like basically too, you know, even if you're like Japanese or North Korean or like uh, Taiwanese or, or anything, basically if you look Asian and you're in Mexico today, you're not gonna pay for anything. Like you should just go out to the bar, go out to the restaurant. You're gonna they're gonna pay for it. Great point. It's nuts. Like there's all kinds of videos from around the world. Like literally around the world of Mexican people and self caring. Like, there's a really funny one in Mexico City. They there's like thousands of people and they pick up this like little dude man. It's like <laughs> he looks scared too. Yeah. He sort of like put me down, put me down, and they're 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 carrying him around the square. Like women are coming up to him and kissing him and oh, stuff. Yeah, that's good. Totally. It's like you'd think like he was on the team. It's amazing. You know what I mean? You think he's on a team. And same thing, like, oh, there's there's literally, like, ten video different ones of Mexican uh, Mexican fans celebrating with South Koreans and the South Koreans, like, getting picked up and hugged and kissed. And, you know, here, take the food, the drinks, <laughs> right? You know? So I should text my buddy Vince, who you met before, and say go to a Mexican restaurant tonight? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Could be his night. 
to score. Strange thing with Richard Jefferson, uh, former NBA player Richard yeah. Jefferson, which I don't really know. I don't get this. I personally, I don't know if this is a joke. I thought it was a joke. At first, you know, I was like, nah, why? No. And it seems to be real. It seems to be real. So Richard Jefferson was on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. But I, I don't understand this. Like, I, I, I'm i not going to buy into this. I'm just letting you people know about it because, oh, you never brought it up. So uh, Richard Jefferson played for the Cleveland Cavaliers for a couple of years, and there's a thought that he's close to LeBron James. Richard Jefferson lives in Los Angeles, so people keep on asking him, where's LeBron going to go? And he posts... Um, he posts on his Instagram account is with great Morse that I'm writing to you after many years as a peer and many years as a friend and teammate. I have decided on my relationship. All right. See, yeah, he's being uh, sarcastic. Yeah, it's not real. Yeah, but people are like falling for it. It's just funny. He goes, uh, sorry to give you this Drake type response, but <laughs> it's very bizarre. Like I said, yeah. I didn't. I didn't uh I didn't think like oh shit he's ripping LeBron. I thought like he's trying to be funny and sarcastic but it's not really. It comes across as confusing. He goes after many years of uh, appearing a teammate I've decided to end my friendship with LeBron James. I'm saying this publicly so that the fans and media members can please stop asking me where he's going to go. I don't know. My family doesn't know and neither do my kids. Unfortunately I live in Los Angeles. The questions are unavoidable but hopefully this helps to clear things up. Truth be told I never liked the guy. He works too hard to make the rest of us look bad. He's my son's favorite player, and I view that as a complete betrayal of how hard I've worked to put a roof over his head. I like it. Yeah, that's obviously, come on. I'm sorry to give you this Drake-like response, but I feel like this is the best way to address the issue that I'm clearly uh, losing. I also wish everyone the bust in luck and free agency, teams and players, and oh, to Channing Fry also, just because. I, I I don't know. It's not it's not serious. I can tell you that. It's no, just, he's not it's, saying. No, that's that's he's straight, not that's saying. Oh, enough. I don't like LeBron yeah. James. No, he's but saying that. Yes. It's just strange, though. What about the Channing Fry reference? And it's like it's like inside joke type stuff. But yeah. it's you know, some people are falling for it. You're like, oh, I told you, LeBron's an asshole. <laughs> but uh, it's sarcasm, people. It's called sarcasm. The NBA is different than any type of league with this stuff. When you talk about, like, Twitter, weird stuff, and wars, and everything else, it's just, it's on its own level. Compare, think about it. Compared to the other sports, all and, the uh, big, You all told the me, stuff. Cam said earlier, it was 16-1 to for South Korea. I was like, nah, it wasn't that high. It was. Yeah, I'm saying 15-1. to Yeah. On my book, it was 16-1. to Really? Yeah, 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 it was. They were to, to win the game. To win by two? I don't even know if you could get that prop. That probably was, like, 30-1. to I'd say closer to 50. I'm seeing here, yeah, Will Hill in Vegas had a 15 to 1. Yep. Offshore, 16. Not exactly a lot of money, but Darren Ravel just tweeted a ticket that somebody played for $5. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, they, won more, they, they, won, more, they won more than I did today. Yeah, they sure did. More than me. Yeah, like, like uh, Darren Ravel, small payday, but tremendous uh, payout. Some guy... Um, some guy in Vegas put $5 on South Korea to win and uh, Sweden to beat Mexico, parlayed. $5 paid $256.
That's a good day and a successful. I know what? I'd rather. Wouldn't you rather be that guy right now? No, I man, that's not bad. No, if I was that guy, I'd be pissed. You know, look, you put fifty on that, you I just would have won two thousand five hundred. Yes. You put a hundred on that, you won five thousand dollars. Five dollars, two fifty. Maybe he's just a small guy. He just likes to play small. Five dollars, two hundred something dollars, pretty good return. Got to think of the positives, Gabe. That's a great return. Yeah, you know what? I yeah, I'm a loser, so. To me, whatever, I would win that, and I would just put $256 on the Dodgers and lose. (laughs) I still can't believe what happened in that Switzerland game. The Switzerland game. The ball went off his freaking head. Penalty shot, top bar, not just off it, back of his, like, back of the head in the back of the net. What are the odds that the ball bounced in that direction? What, to go from crossbar to the back of his melon? Very, very, very. This uh, is why I always say, though, and it always angers me. And I was pissed about the Germany game. They weren't kicking the ball hard enough. I know it sounds sort of simplistic, but honestly, no, no they, they were, were like they were chances, around. They were sort of lobbing it in, and it was, everything was in slow motion. And you look at the goals in the Costa Rica and the Switzerland game today, they were all the same. It was literally just random, sort of like hockey goals, like that. You know, throw it at the net. Bouncing at you, hit hit a leg. Throw it at the net, like sort of slap it as hard as you can at the net, and crazy shit will happen. You know what, Gabe? And that's basically what happened, like, on the penalty kick. Buddy just, he didn't get cute and try to, he smoked the ball. It hit the crossbar, but it it was so hard, it came right, bam, and went in after. You know, Switzerland scored a goal by just drilling it, like basically trying to put it through the net. I swear to God, man, Germany were this tic-tac-toe. They kept trying these weird yeah. sort of floaters over the goalie's head. Yeah, and it went over the net. And know what the problem was? You, you bring it up. It's not being simplistic. They were trying to do these beautiful tic-tac-toe plays, but Korea, the defense was already back there. They weren't getting burned on them. They were anticipating the space it's, that it was going like to. South Korean military. Yeah, well, they, well, I can tell you one thing. They watched the damn tape because every time Germany set up those plays, they were in position. And you said it. We talked to Big Man about it. The problem with professional athletes, they're so damn good, they forget about the little cheesy things that you used to do when you're desperate. Well, they're the, all the st- dumping the ball in and this doing is, all that stuff. You know what, stuff. though? It's a good point, actually, you raised there, Cam, because another thing is, too, what's different about this is all these guys are stars, essentially, yes. on their local team. Whatever club team they're on, they don't do that stuff. Best of the best. Exactly. So suddenly you're right. The little fundamental stuff, the little nuts and bolts – that's not that guy's thing. He's more of a star guy, and they're all sort of stars at this. So you get the, the collective units. But, yeah, it's just it's, it, was, it was very frustrating. And you look at another thing, too. There's just so many penalty kicks in this tournament that I don't understand. And Argentina, who were lucky to get through, Germany did the same crap. Like, Germany camp never aggressively basically just flipped the ball in the box. Let's just no. forget about this nice stuff. Just drill the ball at the box. Maybe it'll hit someone in the head. It'll go in. Maybe it'll bounce. Dude, all these are bounces. Off the arm. Switzerland's first goal was, you know, they booted it in. It hit a guy on Costa Rica. It went right to the guy on Switzerland, and he couldn't miss. He just drilled it in the net. You know, like, you can't score if you're freaking 50 yards out all That's the time, man. Like, it was frustrating. And, another, and you can't get a penalty called unless you're in a box. Yeah. What are you going to do? And they're calling everything. Yes. It could hit your arm. It could hit. It could deflect off another guy on a weird bounce, hit his arm. Another thing is the defender hits it, hits it on a low angle, bounces off you to another guy for a scoring chance. That's the thing. I was watching this team well, Speaking play. of Korea, I can't uh, believe what? this. What's going on? Kim Jong-un wouldn't lie to Donald Trump. 
Shocking. Breaking news. I thought Trump told us we could sleep well. He said everything's fine. You can sleep well at night now. Yeah, we have breaking news. Satellite images show that uh, North Korea lied and they're making uh, nuclear bombs still. No. I wish we could bet on that. But they told Donnie, he he said he wouldn't. Don't worry, Don. We we wouldn't do that to you. Come on. You could trust. Come on. And expect a tweet from Trump in three, two, one. Kim Jong-un better be careful not to lie to me. This could get ugly. Expect expect that. uh, Expect the tweet to be coming any minute. Yeah, you got to you got to drill the you ball. Take a chance, and that's yeah. You, you talked about it. If if the, if the penalty kicks prop is nine and a half, and it's probably almost three times that amount, and we're not even through the first round of the tournament, you tell me that things are happening. I, exactly, like it's one of those it's situations where it's got to get a little bit ugly. It's got to not everything's perfect, and if you're and if you're desperate, you have to do desperate things. Try not to make it perfect all the time. That was your hey. Germany did a lot of things poorly too. They waited to the last minute to panic, and they panicked the whole damn time. They're lucky. Like they're, right. they're, 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 it's, it's brutal. You like, ready for another six hours of soccer tomorrow? Yeah. Japan not. and Poland? Meh. Eh. Senegal and Colombia? England and Belgium's a good game. Uh, it's actually, this is the group of hell. Uh, they got a group of hell games here. And um, so it's, the ramifications are actually big. I like Tunisia over Panama tomorrow. So England and Belgium, that's not a bad pick. It's a good pick. England and Belgium are currently tied at six points. They face each other. The team that wins the game will win the group. Both uh, uh, England and Belgium have six points, and they both have a goal differential of plus uh, six with eight goals scored as well. Yeah, they've been scoring big time. Yeah. Big time. I think Belgium have one more card. So if it came, if they tied, it could come down to bookings. Can you believe England's plus one sixty two to Belgium's plus two twenty? Come I, on. I think Belgium's going to beat them. Yeah. You're, and you're getting plus two twenty. Panama and Tunisia are both in, are both eliminated. Tunisia. Cam says Tunisia and Cam was right about uh, Peru the other night. Minus one eighteen. Panama's a bad right. team. Tunisia's better. This next one, Group H, is where it's confusing because basically we. We know what's happening. England and Belgium are both advancing. The other two aren't. It just matters. Uh, it just who's going to win the game moves on there. Or gets first place, they both move on. Group H, Japan have four points. Senegal have four points. Colombia have three points. So they're both actually, um, everybody's still alive uh, here in this. Everybody can still win. Japan and Senegal are atop the group, each with four points and a goal differential of one. Senegal will clinch a spot in the round of 16 with a win or a draw against Colombia. Japan needs a victory to guarantee a, uh, a a spot, although they could advance with a draw depending on the Senegal-Colombia result. Japan advances with a Senegal victory over Colombia. Both Japan and Senegal can win the group um, if they win by a wider margin than the others uh, do. If both Japan and Senegal win by the same margin of victory, all right, it gets into uh, same goals and then booking as well. Meanwhile, Colombia is in a tough spot. Colombia will advance to the round of 16 with a victory over Senegal and a win, uh, and will win the group with a victory. And uh, if Japan draws, you see how crazy this one is? Yes, like, it's already hurting teams, my brain. Like, you know, what I'm saying here is Japan, Senegal, and Poland, e- either one of them could be screwed tomorrow, or either one of them could make it. Like, so the games are going to be real tense tomorrow in this one. No, Poland, sorry, no, Poland hasn't won a game yet. They're done. Yeah, Poland's eliminated. Yeah. So, yeah. so Japan, Japan Japan can move on. Yeah. Senegal, Colombia can move on. 
Columbia will advance with a win. Columbia is eliminated if it loses. Columbia is also eliminated with a draw if Japan gets a result against Poland. If Colombia gets a draw with Senegal and Japan loses, Colombia moves on. So, in other words, Colombia, you better win tomorrow. Plays of the day, Cam. And six packs. Six pack. Molinari, 16 to 1. Kyle Stanley, 22 to 1. Bo Hostler, your guy, 30 to 1. Lingmurth, 50. Anaban Lahiri, 70 to 1. And half unit plays on Matt Jones at 100 to 1 and Richie Wierenski at 125 to 1. Marenzi, in soccer, I'm looking at the board right now and I am making two plays. I'm taking Japan against Poland, going against my neighborhood team at plus 162. I'm pulling a Lou. I'm going for the away team. Japan. I live in Little Poland. Japan plus 162. And Tunisia at minus 118. A slight lean to Belgium, but we'll talk about that game later. We're looking for winners. Moretzi on baseball tonight. I like the San Francisco Giants with Madison Bumgarner tonight. I think he's going to be my pitcher in DraftKings as well. I like them. I like the Texas Rangers tonight. I also like Cleveland with uh, Justin Bieber at plus 100 and the Arizona Diamondbacks at minus 160. What do you got for me, Moretzi? There's a lot of stuff going down. Uh, I like Belgium to beat England tomorrow. And uh, it wouldn't shock me if it was a draw. I'm not going big on the soccer tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of this group stuff. And then Saturday, Sunday, we yeah. move on. It'll be elimination, and um, it'll be a different uh, format here to uh, to lay it down on. All right, I thought I sent my picks out on Patreon, but I freaking didn't. I apologize for that. Uh, give me the uh, the Seattle Mariners cam uh, tonight. Minus uh, 115. Seattle Mariners uh, this evening. Arizona Diamondbacks, minus 165 against Chen. Chen's going to uh, lit up. Chen. Uh, we talked about fires being a gas can. He is a gas can. The Tigers, a little controversy and turmoil. They just fired their pitching coach for uh, some sort of comment that he made to somebody that they, we don't know about, which we sure we will find out soon. Um, <laughs> it's not like it's going to remain a secret. Like, uh, yeah, it'll yeah. be out in an hour. Of course, so. yeah, exactly. Uh, so give me the Oakland Athletics. They've hit a home run in 27 consecutive road games, man. Give me Kyle Gibson and the Minnesota Twins at minus 140 against uh, Cam's White Sox. L.A. Dodgers minus 145 uh, tonight. And College Baseball World Series. Give me the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, no. Sorry, Lou. Hogs plus 145. That's the Mariners, the D-backs, the Athletics, the Twins, the Dodgers, and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Mariners, D-backs, A's, Twins, Dodgers, Arkansas. Scout Radio next. Other than that, you're on your own.